Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. Hello. Hello, everyone. A very warm welcome. The warmest of welcomes. A sort of Saharan midday welcome. A hot welcome to whoever you are, wherever you are around the world listening to this. Uh, perhaps you're tuning in uh, to YouTube. Uh, but uh, this is Cop On Podcast. And I want to start in this amazingly exciting moment when we do have a chance for the Premier League trophy tomorrow as we're recording this and the Champions League in one week. Madness. I'm going to open with um, the first stanza from the Song of Wandering Angus by William Butler Yeats. And it goes like this. I went out to the hazel wood because a fire was in my head and cut and peeled a hazel wand and hooked a berry to the thread. And when white moths were on the wing and moth-like stars were flickering out, I dropped the berry in a stream and caught a little silver trout. Brian is with me. I'm delighted. Brian is with me. Nigel is with me. I'm also absolutely delighted. Thank you, guys. Uh, Brian, um, first of all, William Butler Yates, what a guy. And secondly, what percentage chance, I want a percentage at the beginning and the end of this episode, do you think we have of catching the little silver trout that is the Premier League trophy? I, I like it. Hello, this is an insert. I don't know why. I've no idea why. But Brian's answer to that question was um, taken out of the audio automatically uh, by uh, the people at StreamYard. I don't know how their software managed to do that. But um, so Brian basically said in his own brilliant way, much better than I can sum up now, but he basically said that he puts his chances of success at 33 percent uh there you go just thought i'd summarize the answer because the audio is weirdly missing uh enjoy enjoy the rest of the episode thank you bye bye i like it nigel what about you how how trouty are you feeling <laughs> uh i'm i i think we'll win tomorrow but i i don't know it's uh, i'm kind of up in the air on it i don't know whether we can do it i just don't keep don't see city losing whether by I'm by in fair, your camp. Yeah, mm -hmm. by fair, by fair or foul means, I don't see them. Uh, I, I don't see City losing. I don't see the league letting them lose. Well, that's another topic we can possibly yeah. go into in a bit. But I like it. Doug is here from the Dugout Football Channel. He says a sixty-five percent chance. He is feeling absolutely saucy, and I'm delighted about that. Doug, uh, welcome. You're welcome. Uh, please uh, put your questions and. In the comments as we go. But Nigel, what, what percentage would you put on it then? Would you put a sort of 3% chance? Because there's always a chance. There's not zero chance. 25% maybe? Oh, I'm normally very... That's, that's high. I'm that's normally very, very, very optimistic. I'm normally a very optimistic okay. person, but I just don't see the league letting City lose. It's as simple as that. Do you honestly think that there's some kind of conspiracy that's interesting? Once they got away with FFP, I think there's a conspiracy all over the place. FIFA, UEFA, 
sport uh, the the European court or the the the, the human the, the sports court, whatever they call it, the sport court of arbitration yes. for sport. Yes, yeah. the cast. I think it's okay. all over the place. Okay. Well, I I I think um, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to explore that, but I think there are different channels, and they all must be uh, in cahoots and and corrupt with yeah. each other. For that to be true but i'm not sure absolutely i think I, I just think expensive lawyers i think it's true in in all of society if you've got an expensive lawyer then you can get away with breaking the law uh, and if you don't have an expensive lawyer then you can't um yeah but anyway did uh, you it's, it's, did, go on just did, did you know that you know these guys two guys that work for manchester city drew up the ffp rules Yes, I did know that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's dodgy. So, dodgy as all heck. They, yes. They, they, they told them how to run the clock down and get away with it because yes, the time will elapse. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Well, no doubt about it. So, that, that would be the, yes, that would be the clear, the clearer and obvious oh, thing uh, to do to use a VAR. Yeah. Term. Uh, but yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. But I'm still surprised at both of you because, um, you know, and Doug in the, in, in the, in the, in the chat because I, you're all much more optimistic than I am, because I would say it's around a 7% chance. Now, don't get me wrong. I, 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 am, I have put that chance. You've, you've, you've listened, those who have listened to Cop On over the months, I know that I've put that chance in a golden chalice and lit some candles around it and have worshipped and adored that chance. For many months, but it's a lot lower because I just think City are miles better. But let's get into it because I've got loads of things we can talk about with the Wolves match to preview it. Uh, but first of all, um, you know, we're going to have a quick uh, word about Southampton, and I want to see at the end of the at the end of the show if you're you're if you're more optimistic, if you're less optimistic, or whatever. But uh, there you go. Just very quickly about Southampton, Nigel. Um, you know, just one question about it really. What positives? Did you take away from it? Because I thought there were there were plenty. Yeah, well, we won. That's the main positive. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I thought um, I thought John Matip was outstanding. I, I really did. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, Costa Simicas played really well. Um, Matip came on in the final the week before against Chelsea, and we we were thinking, you know, everyone's kind of tuned their fingernails and stuff like that. Oh, God, VVD's gone off. We haven't got any chance anymore. And Matip came on and gave an absolute masterclass. Iman Konate, as a matter of fact. So plenty, plenty of pluses. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, Matip and Konate, I wouldn't wouldn't worry if they started the the Champions League final because they're good enough to beat Real Madrid. Would you you agree with that, Nigel? Definitely. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Now, that's a really good... That's a really good point. And at the end of the season um what i'm going to do is with with cop on is we're going to have an episode where we're just going to talk about every player and how much we love them and why we love them so i can't wait for that one uh we could do episodes just on ibu and joel matip absolutely great answer what about you brian what positives did you take from the southampton game uh, sorry, I was just thinking about the Allison podcast. Obviously, I want to be on that show. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Keep me a seat. <laughs> the three-hour-long Allison Becker loving. Okay, so I will start preparing for that show now. You. Okay, oh, no, yes. good. <laughs> I'm going to start writing poetry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Good>. um, <laughs> um, before I say uh, about the Southampton guy, I just want to make a make a case for my 
one in three chance, which I think are quite okay. high odds if you play poker. You know, it's that's uh-huh. it's kind of good odds if you're getting those numbers. Okay. Um, because remember when we played Aston Villa a couple of weeks ago, they gave us a hell of a game. They, you know, that was a tough, tough game. And uh, Stevie G can get a tune out of that, out of them. And those guys don't need to be motivated. They, if they manage to get a draw of of off City, they will go down in history. Nobody will ever forget that Aston Villa team. Whoever played that day, that's like a Champions League final for them in in many ways as footballers. You know, the whole world will be watching that game, every single kick of the ball. So, I mean, it's it's more than likely that City will find a way to, to get do what they need to do. But it won't be for a want of uh, Villa giving them a, a extremely hard game, you know? So, uh, so anyway, that's the one side. We live in hope. We live in hope. <laughs> I like it. I like it. What about Southampton then? No, I like it. Okay. Southampton. Um, yeah, I, look, it was... It was uh, Again, I you know I watched it with my buddy who's who's pretty miserable most of the time when we're watching these games. He's always very a bit of a pessimist. And uh, when that first goal went in, I, I spent the next ten minutes talking him down off the, the edge of the the building. You know, he was like, "Ah, oh, got a bad feeling about this <laughs> again." <laughs> and uh, and uh, I just thought, you know what? It's fine. It's totally fine. I had, I had to keep reminding him this is Southampton. There's no shit teams in the in the Premiership, but you know they're not great at the moment or i i were it's it's very we will win this game for sure there's there's, i had no doubt about it we we would find a way to get things done and even with uh, the nine changes brian even with the nine changes you were just like yes no worries against southampton we're going to get it we're going to get this done yeah pretty much i mean the only i mean the only person and this is pretty harsh on this player the only person i didn't want to see on the team was uh chamberlain um, because uh, what was that? Who's this? Hang on, oh, Nigel's Nigel's lifting something up. I've muted your mic, Nigel. What does it Tony say? Harrington. Read it to us. Stuart Atwell is the var- is the referee appointments for the weekend. The, the referee uh, appointments. That's... I can't. And, and okay, I, I'll, 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 I'll sorry. I'll read, I'll read it out there. Yeah. Uh, we have oh. Anthony Taylor. Anthony Taylor, Taylor from, Man- from Manchester. Ten. Manchester's. Yeah. And Ante- they're all from Manchester, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. Okay. There's five Ante- of them, I think. Um, they really are. Uh, yeah. They? Okay. Big yeah, um, tone. Okay. Yeah. And, and who, uh, who else? Assistant there? Gary Beswick, uh, Adam no, Adam Nunn, fourth official Tony Harrington, VAR, our favourite person, Stuart Atwell. VAR. We're getting nothing. The, the most incompetent one. I yeah. think I understand this. This. Um, this worry, but I think time and time again, especially since January, we've had awful refs because they are awful and they've been awful in every single game, but we've still managed to win a hell of a lot of games. So I think we, I we think haven't been getting a lot of decisions lately. The last six games, it feels like yeah. there's, there's so many things that were like obvious fouls, like a player gets pushed into the, into the stands two handed in the back. Clear and obvious foul, nothing. Yeah. Play on. Who, you know, who, 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 was, the, who was the worst customer? The, the worst official we've had in the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, it have, have to be a, so many. Quite, quite because a competition. Of, yeah. <laughs> because I think he might be refereeing Manchester City tomorrow. Who, Martin? Oh, Hanks? really? Oh, brilliant. Michael Oliver. <laughs> Oh, well, Michael Oliver. Yes, yeah, first one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he normally, he, has a, he, I normally he, think was it? Was it? Yeah. What, was it? What, what game was it? I think it was. Was it the Villa game? We got kicked pillar to post and never got one free kick. Really? Was it? I think it was the. I think it was the Villa game. He oh, was disgraceful. Wow. 
He was an Michael Oliver's disgrace. awful, Brian. He's been he's been awful for ages, and it's just Has his he? reputation. Yes, it's a ah. bit like Trent, who who I admit was defensively dodgy when he was 18 five years mm. ago, but that yeah. was five years ago. Michael Oliver was a good ref about four years ago, and now he's in the habit of of just not giving anything, not making Is that right? decisions wow. at all. Yeah, oh. unless it's against Liverpool. So, uh, you know, yeah. if you compare his style to, uh, you know, many other styles, he's so much, he's, he's like, um, he's a wet wipe, you know, he's a, he's a yeah. soggy sponge. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a <laughs> tissue that has been, you know, that you've used to wipe up the orange juice. And he's just as as as, as soft as that. That's terrible. Exactly. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Exactly. But listen, get back get to your original it. question about Southampton and the changes. Yeah, um, yeah. What I mean, what I think about the reason why I wasn't worried is because th- there's only one way we can do what we're doing right now, and that's being in all competitions right to the very, very, very end. Is if we have quality running right through the club from top to bottom not just a starting 11 i think people are starting to wake up to to liverpool now and the depth that we have in in the squad we we we, we've we've made more changes than any premiership team that i can think of in living memory and still be relevant at the end of the season yes teams have made changes because they're injuries injured enough but we're not making changes just purely because they're injured we're rotating players and players like harvey elliott coming in and not looking a little bit out of place uh, Curtis Jones, who's still a kid, comes in, does a job. Uh, Milner, you know, Milner, what yep. what can you say? It just goes on and on. And now even even Origi, Origi, you know, for a while there, I, I was, uh, I have to be honest you, before, you know, Origi became uh, a almost ascended master uh, in cosmic terms uh, and uh, his ability to get those amazing goals, I, I questioned his uh, commitment, you know, uh, when he when he got a chance from time to time. He used to kind of walk around and he just didn't look like he was as committed as he needed to be when he got his minutes. But now that's all changed. He comes on and he's as up for it as anybody else. And it's it's right through the game. So when we made all those changes, I wasn't I wasn't worried. And it was confirmed. I mean, you can tell within 10 minutes of watching a game. Oh, this is either going to go well or it's not going to go well. Sometimes you, they make changes and it's just not right, and and you think, oh, there's one too too many, or there's one too many young players in this team, and then you can feel it. It's not the same team, but that felt like the same kind of Liverpool performance that we've been watching all season. So uh, I was pretty convinced we were going to get there with that. It's a great yeah. answer. Yeah, we ended up with twenty four shots to their four. The xG for Southampton was naught point one two. And they managed to get a goal. Yep. Uh, but, you know, at the first goal, thanks to Martin Atkinson, who was absolutely god-awful as well. Yep. Uh, but there's not much these refs can do when we just score so many legitimate goals. I don't think Taki Minamino's first goal has been spoken about enough. I mean, you're talking about, Brian, people coming into the, into the team and giving their all and being brilliant then Taki's up there I mean what a guy what a brilliant finish Torres-esque into the top corner um absolutely beautiful uh, and then yeah Jean Matip uh, popping up with the winner much to Martin Tyler's chagrin I don't know if you've seen that 
on Twitter, or maybe you had the misfortune of listening to him commentating live. But I mean, I, I said many years ago that he 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 commentates on Liverpool goals like he's just opened a tax letter to see that he's underpaid his tax and he needs he's got an extra fine of a thousand pounds. So it's like you know you can imagine opening that letter and go, oh God, oh oh. Like, it's the same reaction when Liverpool score a goal for Martin, that absolute prick. Excuse my name. Like someone had to kill his dog in front of him. Disgrace. Yeah, it is a disgrace. Um, you would think they'd get someone who likes football, who gets excited about goals, to commentate on goals and football. But Mate, they, we had to listen to him play. and we had to listen to Jim Beglin every single game in Hong Kong. That's it. Every oh, Liverpool man. game, it's Martin Tyler and Jim Beglin, oh, no matter Jim, what. Oh, Jim Beglin, he doesn't, he doesn't annoy me as much. I mean, sometimes oh, really? some, no, Oh, no, let me let me give you a Jim Beglin impression. Oh, the Go boys on. are coming out and they're playing on grass today. Grass is, grass is what we <laughs> normally play on. And of course, the ball is still round. Sometimes the ball's not round, sympathetically, but it's round today. And uh, we're all looking for uh, go over to a game of Football. And I'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake, Jim. No, but, uh, yeah, but relatively, <laughs> relatively, as a brilliant impression, relatively, someone just saying, <laughs> and he ran to the back post and headed in, is actually a million times better than a lot of the pundits and commentators that we hear, which are just like, yeah. they just spout absolute nonsense. Absolute. You know, yeah. at least he says what's actually going on, even if he's just like talking yeah. about the pictures in front of him with zero insight. Do you ever play uh, Jingo Bingo commentary uh, shots? You know, it's like <laughs> game of two halves, you know. <laughs> exactly, uh. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Brian, yeah. Brian, who did you have last week on the commentary for the cup final? Oh, commentary for the cup final. That's a good question. Uh, oh, I watched that on BBC. So, uh, German, German jackass. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, man. Oh, yeah. For, oh, oh yeah. you reminded me. Yeah, it was like an episode of Saw. I was like, Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> when he first started off, I thought he was pretty good, right? I was like, oh, Jermaine Jennison's actually oh, pretty good, right? And then people thought, what the f- what are you watching? I was going, no, he's okay, right? And then as each game went on, and he, he's in the, he doesn't like Liverpool, does he? It comes across quite clearly. Um, yeah, you can almost feel him like getting pissed off as we win something every single time. Yeah, yeah he wasn't. Who else was on yeah. the commentary there? It was him and uh, who's the main commentator? The main commentator wasn't too bad because yeah. there was, people were saying on ITV they had Sam McAfee and Lee Dixon, which okay. is not great either. Yeah. Um, can have Jason Cundy next, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> All right, lads, here we are. Got a nice shame of football today. <laughs> <laughs> some of these, some of these pundits are on are just so bad. So, like they the, the ex, the ex players. Like we were looking. Jamie Redknapp. Jamie Redknapp's horrendous. Yeah, he? but he's not as bad as. No, some I think he'd be a great signing. I think he'd be a lovely signing. I think he should definitely sign him. Yeah, okay, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, some of them are really, so anyway, really bad. I, I, a bit of a digression there. Go on, carry on. No, yeah. no, no. This is good. This is good. We can talk about the officials and the pundits and and, and all all the yeah. time. But let's talk about the good stuff. Let's talk about the actual, the actual one, the wonder. Of, of our beautiful football team, because we're going into the Wolves match. We're going into Wolves away. Let's just look at our match in isolation. Um, Liverpool, um, according to one betting site that I checked, but don't bet if you can, because you might get addicted and then it'll ruin your life. That's my advice. Do what you want. It's a free world. Um, but according to the bet site that I nevertheless checked, Betfred has the best price of Liverpool winning and it's six to one on. So if you put uh, six euros, you get one euro back. Um, 
SBK, never heard of them. They're another betting site, perhaps in Sweden. Have the draw at 39 to 5. So if you put five Swedish krona on, you would get 39 back. And William Hill has the best odds for uh, Wolves to win. They have 18 to 1 for a Wolves win. So if you put That's one huge. shekel on Wolves to win, you get 18 back if they actually do. So that's huge. Um, Nigel, you work in a bookies. Term, talk to I me. do. Are, are, are they often wrong? I mean, this the, Liverpool at six to one on. I mean, it's 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 surely going to be a Liverpool win, isn't it? I hope so. I, I never I never say it is or it isn't. Um, just I'm, I'm so down the years watching Liverpool. You can never say I don't care. Even with this team, I've learned now not to tempt fate. Okay. okay. We sat through we, we a lot of absolute drivel from that, kind of 1991 onwards up to four or five years ago. And even sometimes then it still kind of creeps in every now and again, but you can never, as a Liverpool fan, I don't do arrogance. You just can't. It's not possible. No, exactly, exactly, exactly. But at the end of the day, I do like percentages and I would give us, oh, yeah. I would give us a, a strong... Strong chance of winning, like a for me, yeah. like a like a ninety percent chance of winning. I'm yeah. feeling confident without being arrogant. Wolves can win. We don't do arrogance. We don't do arrogance but, because we're uh, better than know, everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, Brian. Good point. Yes. But Nigel, are you are you you know are you feeling confident? Then you must be feeling confident, nonetheless. Oh, I think I, I I said it before. I do think we'll win. Um, yeah, I, okay. I just think there's just there's just uh, listen even. Discounting, we have a chance to win the Premier League tomorrow, possibly outside or not. We've got to give Divock Origi a big send off at Anfield. He deserves nothing less. I hope he gets a, gets some minutes and gets a goal. Simple as that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll get into our team in a bit. Yeah, the team will pick, and and uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Divock will be on 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 everyone's bench at least. Um, okay, and and Brian, you're, I imagine you're you're feeling confident. I mean, looking at the league table, Wolves are in eighth position. On 51 points, wow, that's uh, 38 points less than us. Uh, they've won 15, drawn six and lost 16. So they either win or lose. Um, are you feeling confident, Brian, that uh, we're going to win? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel I, I feel confident going into every game this season. Um, but I have to say, Wolves, for me, are the team that has most impressed me outside of uh, the... I'd even go as far as the top two. It, it just, uh, as in City, I, Wolves are such a dynamic, flowing, attacking team. And they've got some pretty good... They've got some amazing players in their team. Um, and uh, I think we will have to... We will earn our points that day. I mean, I think it's... I personally think it's it's worked out well. I mean, obviously, you just want to have the, the, the title wrapped up. But if you're going to win it on the last day, um, to not have to go for goal difference and just to kind of get the win, I, I think that kind of suits us better because I, I can't see us kind of scoring more than two goals or three at most against Wolves. So, uh, And they're such a dangerous team on the break um, that uh, I'll take any kind of 1-0 uh, against them, but uh, yeah, no, I'm confident. There's, there's not a team in the world that I'm not confident playing against right now. Well, that's very good. It's a very good answer. Um, I've put on the screen for those who are, have got the audio version of this, um, the league table. Manchester City, of course, their goal difference is plus six um, on us, so it does look unlikely we can turn that over on the last day. But you never know. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers—they've only scored 37 goals in 37 matches 
Uh, and if you compare to the teams around them, for example, West Ham are 59, Leicester 58, uh, Brighton only 39, but Brentford 47, Newcastle 42, um, and Manchester United 57. So Wolverhampton, they've obviously got loads of trouble scoring goals. And, and, and their actual top scorer this season is Raul Jimenez with six goals only. Um, that's a thing that does fill me with confidence is that they can't score against, you know, the, the rest of the league. Then, you know, they're unlikely to score against us because we've only scored, we've only conceded 25 in 37 matches compared to Chelsea with their revered defence who have, who have conceded 32 in 37. So <clears throat> our defence is the second best in the league. Manchester City's is the best with 24. But um, but Nigel, they, I mean, Wolverhampton Wanderers, have you seen much of them this year? I mean, because they do look blunt in attack and, and they were very organised in defence. Yeah, not that much. But I remember um, the game we played them at their place. And of course, we had to bring on Divock, Divock to score the last minute winner. And they were very organised, um, a good plan. I like Neves in the midfield. I think he's a fabulous player. Um, he could be kind of a, like an heir apparent to Thiago. Um, he's kind of, he, he's their, their vision. He's their vision. He's their passer. You know, he'll, he'll put people in if he can. But it's just they lack a little bit of extra quality. But Neves is quality. If I was trying to sign a, a centre midfielder, we've been linked to your man from Porto again. Um What's his name? Fabio Vieira. Fabio Vieira, the very guy, 21 years old, apparently, really good prospect. But yeah. uh-huh. Neves would be, maybe he's in the, in the same mould. If he was in the same mould as Neves and we got him, I'd be delighted. Yes, I would say that Thiago is 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 above everybody, though, in terms of technique and talent. But absolutely. Uh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. He's a very similar style in terms of, yes, the midfield mm. sort of playmaker. A bit more, you know, well, he's, he's very, um, you know, he's very quite mobile as well as as i recall but um but wolves's records uh brian i mean they they were very organized against us um nigel's absolutely right to bring it up in that in that game but uh they i'll bring it up i think i think i'm pretty sure they had um max kilman in defense and he's going to be missing for this game um have you seen wolves play because re- their recent results brian in the they haven't won in the last six games They've lost four matches to Newcastle, Burnley, Brighton, 3-0, and Manchester City, Newcastle they played for the last game, was it? Uh, no, Newcastle they played was uh, on the 8th of April. They lost 1-0. Who, um, I watched the last game, I think. I, I think it, it again, felt like a game Norwich, or two halves. Norwich. Norwich they, no, so they no, drew 1-1 no. with Norwich, and they drew 2-2 with Chelsea. So it's two draws Chelsea, that's the one I'm, I watched the Chelsea game. Yeah. Okay. I think they, okay. Didn't they, uh, I think that they go up 2-0? Against Chelsea, Chelsea, oh, yeah. yeah, Chelsea went up two 0 and Wolves yeah, came and back, they... and there was a last minute ninety plus seven equaliser from Connor Cody. I believe that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was brilliant. Um, I don't know. I mean, I hear you. Okay, so maybe their form's not great, and uh, and they just strike me as a team for me that are potentially very dangerous. If they if they get their act together on the day, that's a team that could possibly turn us over or um, be a banana skin. That's a team for me that if we don't have our mentality just right, if they if they have a good day against us and, and, the, and the run on the green, they could cause an upset for me. Like there's a lot of teams out there you think, nah, like Southampton, never in a month of Sundays, never going to happen. Um, and, a, and a bunch of other teams like that. But, but Wolves, 
there's too many good players in there. Neves, yeah, like there's a reason why we're always linked to a lot of their players because they're they're good, you know, and uh, and they're well managed, uh, they're well organized, they have a game plan, um, they play some sophisticated football at times. And uh, Connor Cody, what a what a what a player, what a defender, you know, he's amazing, and uh, they just seem like a club with spirit and with an identity and uh, uh yeah i just wouldn't take them lightly in any way shape or form so i mean i don't take anybody lightly but particularly wolves um i mean i think we're going to beat them but i mean i don't i don't think klopp will allow this team to sleep on anybody you know i i mean what i've just said i'm sure that's his thoughts as well because if you if you're too, if you're nonchalant or you take anything for granted, which once or twice this season we've we've done that, you know, a couple of first half performances, and we've all been there throughout the season, going just get the boys in because this is not good enough, you know. And Klopp obviously says something to do some rejigging, but there's been some lackluster performances, and it's usually against teams that we just expect to roll over. Um, and I don't think we can afford to do that with these guys. We have to be at it from the the first whistle. Um, because also it's not just a game. We want to put we want to put uh, pressure on City um, in the other game uh, because that will that will that will sleep you know that will leak through to their game live as it's happening. Um, so if we're like two 0 up against Wolves, uh, that's something that might have to contend to. But um, yeah, look, I mean, I'm look, I'm really looking forward to it's going to be a great game of football. I mean, at least they try to play. They don't sit back and put a low block in most of the time. They have, they, they they play they play football. So usually, when teams try to play football against us, they lose. Well, uh, yes, but they they, they they remind me a bit of um, Christophe Galtier's Lille team from last season, who upset the odds and uh, beat PSG to the league on title. In that, they're very very well drilled uh, defensively. They. They're, they're not you say they're not going to part the bus but I think they will I think they'll I think they'll you know when they're when they don't have the ball they do they do sort of you know uh, they have a sort of protective compact. shell and they're yeah. very compact and they, the, the defensive line really does move as one um in their last match they played they played three at the back uh, um Winnie body Connor Cody and T Gomez who I don't even know who that is to be honest um <laughs> against Norwich and then they had uh Johnny Castro at right back and um Ait Nuri the um ex Ryan Ait Nuri excellent young player at left back uh Neves and Moutinho in midfield and then the front three of Huang Jimenez and Nato Pedro Nato um he's been injured he's he's only played 445 minutes of football this season uh two goals only and one assist and you know for someone who was linked with Liverpool um it looks like you know sadly he, he, he's had some kind of big injury and, and he hasn't kicked on from the potential that he's shown but um but, I just, but don't, just I don't, to, go on so to, to answer your you know what you're saying about them being compact and 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 mm -hmm. whatnot but that's who we play against every single game now like every even great even top teams play like that against Liverpool the very few teams in the world right now are are willing to open up against Liverpool, right? Uh, it takes a very brave team to do that. So, whereas before, I think a couple of seasons ago, it might be really frustrating to deal with a low block. Now we're so used to it. That's the norm. That's the that's the, you know, we've we've seen the game a million times. I mean, one of the commentators uh, may I think I don't know if it was in Europe, or whatever, but he's like, this is what it must be like for a Liverpool fan because every team sits back 
plays, tries to hit us on the break. You know, our center center defenders have the ball more times in the other half than uh, some of their strikers have it in ours in the first uh, 20, 15 meetings. And we see the game pan out the same way. And we don't uh, we don't panic. You know, we just knock the ball around, move move the opposition around, try to kind of find holes and just be very, very patient. And eventually it happens. We find the hole, you know, unless our, our strikers or, uh, you know, our players are having an incredibly unlucky bad day in front of the goal. We get chances and eventually we convert them. So, um, yeah, I mean, in that respect, I'm not, I'm not worried about them being compact because we, we've faced that many, many times this season already. What, what worries me more is if we don't take them seriously in terms of what they have going forward because they can score goals for sure. You know, it, we could have a crazy game last game of the season where it's like a, a 3-4 or something stupid like that. You know, that, that, that wouldn't surprise me. But I disagree, um, Brian. I disagree. I disagree because Connor Cody is their third best scorer and he's got four goals. Huang has okay. got five. <laughs> Disregard Raul everything I just said. <laughs> no, no, no. But if you actually, that's the thing. Like if you actually look at what the, their, their goals wow. this season, I can bring it up oh my on God. the screen. That's I've surprising. Well, I've there you got, go. I've if you read the perception. agenda, then you'll, then you'll know. <laughs> But uh, no, I don't. Read the agenda. But look, well, look these, are, these are their scorers this season, just in the uh-huh. Premier League, right? Raul Jimenez, 33 games, six uh-huh. goals. Oh, Frank I wish I'd read Chan, this. 29 games, five goals. Connor Cody, 37 games, four goals. Jesus. Ruben Neves, 32 games. <laughs> And four goals, you know, and then okay. and then it goes on to two goals. There were one, two, three, four, five, six. Take it all back. Two goals. Well, I, exactly. Got no chance of scoring against us. I feel like such a plum. You're talking about you're talking about <laughs> Wolves from last season or two seasons ago when they had Probably, Jota. Yeah. You know, where they were dangerous, but I don't, I don't see them. I definitely don't see them scoring three. Although it's possible, of course. It's look, look at Traore. Hey, twenty games, one goal. Jesus, this is the well, player yeah, that people want hundred million for. Well, he's buggered off to Barcelona now, of course. He's plays right yeah. back for Barcelona these days. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, – I mean, I love the guy. But, anyway, um, yeah, okay. So, oh, there's that. And then there's Jose Sarr. We've got so much to talk about about Wolves because Jose Sarr, his save percentage when we did a, a goalkeeper review a few weeks back uh, was around about 84%, which was by far and away the best in the league. Nigel – I've got a I've, his save percentage has gone way down because of the last six games. Do you think Wolves' form, um, the fact that they're conceding more and more goals, do you think that that will continue into the game against us? Obviously, we don't know. We're speculating, but we don't know. But um, I I, yeah. I I tend to agree with Brian because I just let's just say how many times have we played against teams and they've had one shot and scored? Yes, you know this. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. All the time, previous seasons, down the years. Um, I I, rem- I don't know if you remember, but it's but I've said this before. I, the last Liverpool game I was at was the game against Salzburg at Anfield, the four yeah. three. Who had Salzburg got up front? Tacky and Huang. And Holland. they tore. They tore. St- Holland only came on as a sub. Okay, but he was yeah, the, he, he was the big danger. He scored two goals. He's, he's, he scored the third goal. Huang scored one. Tacky scored one. Haaland scored okay. one. We were okay. three. We were three one up. Huang and Taki Minamino ripped shreds out of us that night. Uh-huh. We were two, we, we were going well. We were two 0 I think I think Huang pulled one back. We went three one up. Taki pulled the goal back. Then ha- then Haaland pulled the goal back, and then uh, Mo scored the winner. I think 
is what it was. But Wang's movement and Taki's movement that night was really good. like you could hear it in the crowd um, that night. People were were absolutely taken by these two players up front for the opposition. You know the way it goes sometimes. Like watching our our players, but talking to people afterwards and all, just having a general chat. And they were really, really impressed with these two guys up front. And subsequently, we signed Taki. And he's he's this season, he's he's our top scorer in the FA Cup and the League Cup campaigns. So I'm glad he got a little bit of I'm, I'm glad he got a little bit of something out of it because I love Taki. I think he's brilliant. Absolutely, absolutely. And regarding what Brian was saying about the uh the low block, see, I think this is something that I mean, I I, I still think Liverpool can improve. On in in when facing a low block, I think we found it difficult numerous times this season to break down low blocks. We've got the job done many times, but loads of those performances when it's just like, well, we've managed to win, uh, which is wonderful, of course. Um, but I think as a general thing, we can because we face it so many times, we do have a habit of of winning by one goal against these things, these teams, or maybe two. Um, but um, I think generally we can be better at breaking down the low block in a number of ways, but I don't know. What, what do you think, Nigel? Well, I think I was, I was listening to another podcast on my way home from work last night and they were saying that referees do really don't help us. Like we're running forward. And I think I heard Brian or one of you saying it earlier on, Mane was getting kicked to ribbons last week. It's kick, 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 kick constantly. And we're getting no free kicks. Like it's not, it's there's the, the the fouls are not only that we're not being given are not only not been given, but it's stopping any momentum that we have. Momentum against low blocks is really important because we're trying to get the ball and work it down the down the wings, get in behind the defenders and put a low ball across. I think that's basically the ball we look to. That's our go-to ball. Get the ball to our fullbacks or one of the wide men. Get the ball in around the back of their fullbacks and put it across the box. Um, we. Like we've been good at corners this year, but our success rate, like from set pieces, is good. But it could be, it could be an awful lot higher if we actually got any free kicks. So that's like teams are setting up to block, but we're not getting uh, a lot of rubber green off referees either. So momentum. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, it, yeah. But uh, I mean, do you think? We can stay in with you guys. You do think we can we can be better at breaking them down in terms of like when they're very low. We've resorted on a number of occasions. There was one recently, I can't remember which one, where where we ended up with you know over 20 crosses in the game. And it was against Spurs. It was the Spurs one, where if you look back, um, there are so many crosses going into a box where we have maybe two players against four massive Spurs guys in the box. And they're obviously going to win those crosses. It's like hopeful crosses, you know. Mm, um, yeah. That kind of thing doesn't make sense to me. Like it, no. it's just you're just basically giving the ball away uh, nine hundred and ninety nine times out of a thousand. You can you can you can swing in nine hundred and ninety nine crosses mm. with those odds when you've got you know let's say Salah and Jota against four massive defenders. Uh, in the same area, then, you know, like you've got, you're just giving the ball away. So, I mean, is that something you would agree with, Nigel, that we can just be yeah. more intricate? We can work it around. We can take a leaf out of Pep's book. Why not? And playing one twos in wide areas, getting more people in wide areas in order to, to get we're in better, behind we're better, them and cause... We're better than City at that. 
They're better than us at, at breaking down low you blocks. So? Oh, yes, 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 yes. How many I, I, I times have you seen it? Sorry, how many I, I times have you with, with, when, I, I, when, when, they, when they, you know, they get the ball to Gabriel Jesus, they, they, they cause a load of panic. Sterling's at the back. He rolls yeah. it back to Gabriel Jesus. He whacks it over the bar. And he's like, oh, you know, he's got that confused look, that perma-confused look, the yeah. resting confused face. Hmm. And, you know, he, how many times have you, I've seen that tons of times. Yeah, but, I, um, I just don't. I just don't think that that, that cities. I don't know. I, I, teams always seem to try against us or something like that. I don't know what it is, but teams are defending. Our, like I said, our best, our best play is getting behind fullbacks, but the fullbacks seem to be defending on the end line every time they play against us, and they suddenly, like, if they, you know, they're just very, very deep defending, and we're going to have to try and and cross them into the box at a at a lower. Angle rather than the high one from further out. If you get 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 me meaning, okay. try to put the ball across the edge of the six yard box low or around the penalty spot low rather than putting in the high ball from wide out. Well, yeah, well, to try and. Okay. I I I tend to agree with Owen on this one. Sorry, Nigel. That uh, no, no problem. I think it's one thing that I think we could definitely improve on is the is the movement because the city that you know you'll see Kevin De Bruyne making a run from deep. How many times have you seen him run into that channel, that little space? And it's literally a one-two and then like a little through ball with the outside of the foot or, you know, something. Because I think teams expect us to, to, to have the ball, spray it over to the right to bring it back into the middle, spray it back over to the left. And, and you can kind of, they can kind of set up against that. And eventually, if we just keep the ball, we will um, we'll break them down and something will happen. But whereas with City, I think... Because of the the cleverness of the movement, the players there's all there's like a bunch of players moving all at the same time, and and they do do the quick one two on the on the wing. I've seen it a few times where um, they're almost tapping balls into the goal, right? Because of because of the movement, you know. Uh, I, I I I definitely think, and we're definitely capable of it, you know, of, of doing that. Um, I I think that's probably something that perhaps we could do more but i mean i don't think we have the, i don't think we have the players for for that so i think we need another player like tiago in the middle of the pitch someone maybe who can actually facilitate that um uh to kind of link link that that tippy tappy stuff mm, around yeah. the box well i um i do have to say i think de Bruyne is a genius i think he's the best player in the premiership he's an absolute ah, genius he's amazing he's wonderful wonderful player Wonderful He's obviously player. Liverpool the best player. player in the Premier. Why is he Premier playing League? for City? Everybody, mm. everybody loves De Bruyne. Yeah, yeah, he's a class no, act. He really is. He's unbelievable. He is, yeah. Oh yeah. The only good thing and... about City, the rest of it's just completely shit. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but no, I mean, you know, you watch it. It is unbelievable when you watch Kevin De Bruyne play. Isn't oh, it? It's almost like every amazing. single touch is is. You know, it's ex it is exactly what you would do if you were, a, you know, a, a FIFA master, or you know, where you've got you've mastered the controls many years ago, and it's just every single thing is just like you know, yeah. it's 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 just it's just perfection almost, almost, but real mm. perfection doesn't exist. Super clear. Make a mistake. <laughs> um, and let's talk a little bit about Aston Villa then and Manchester City. Now, uh, the bad news. We'll start with the bad news, uh, and there's quite a lot of it. Uh, is that uh, Manchester City, uh, the last time Villa beat Manchester City at Manchester City was the 25th of September 2012, uh, almost 10 years ago, when Villa managed to win 4-2. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good start. Um, and 
the the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches between the teams have all been Manchester City wins. Uh, they've won their last eight matches with a, a ridiculous aggregate score. But I'll go through some of the scores in reverse chronological order. So going from the past up to the present, um, back on. on Starting on the 30th of January 2016, it was 4-0 to City, then 4-0, 3-0, Then it gets a bit better for us, 2-1, 2-0. And the last two matches, Man City only just won 2-1. They've only just beaten them in the last two matches. So, And that was in the, on the 21st of April 2021 and the 1st of December 2021. But they were both at Villa Park, those 2-1 narrow defeats for Villa and those narrow victories for City. So there is hope, um, but Villa's form is uh, pretty dark reading if for Liverpool fans, I'm afraid, as well as Villa fans. Uh, because if you go back to the, um, to the 13th of March, from the 13th of March onwards, they've lost to West Ham, uh, Arsenal, um, Oh, no, hang on. Yeah, they've lost to West Ham, Arsenal, Wolves, Tottenham uh, and Liverpool, of course. They've drawn three times with Crystal Palace, Burnley and Leicester. And they've only won two matches since March, which is which were against Burnley and Norwich. And uh, so the chances of a win are slim. Uh, perhaps a draw. I don't know. This is why my... my, my my prediction for the game is only, you know, I've only given us a, a low 7% chance. I don't know. Brian, what do you think about those results? I mean, are, that, I mean, are, you, are you, sorry, your, your optimism, your 33% optimism perhaps has dropped a little bit? No, it's, it's actually risen. Okay, good. good. <laughs> no, listen, the thing is, though, um, think about, and obviously I, I say this as a man who hasn't read the agenda. <laughs> Statistics. Uh, um, those those teams that you have mentioned there, those are uh -huh. all like they played Spurs. Spurs are a form team. They're they're doing uh -huh. very well. They played they Arsenal when Arsenal when Arsenal right when they when Arsenal were uh, actually I think they 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 lost to them when Arsenal were actually playing well. Um, yes, they, did. Uh, they lost to us. Every team loses to us. That's there's no shame in that. Uh, okay. you mentioned well, who else did they have a wolves. bad result again? They lost to Wolves, wolves. and West Ham. Okay, we all know my feelings about Wolves, they're a fabulous team. <laughs> and then you've got like <laughs> you've got, uh, yeah. you got the teams they're supposed to beat, they beat, right? They beat Norwich, I think you mentioned, and then yeah, some other Norwich team, and right? Burnley. And then they, yeah, they a couple of uh, you know, against uh, the beautiful human beings, FC, they got a draw, you know, you know, difficult, difficult team to win against, Brent B Dogs, uh, Leicester. Um, I, I don't know. I've watched them play a few times because they've almost become my second team because DVG is over there, right? And uh, okay. I think they 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 play good football. You know, they're they're. Uh, I mean, they're Villa. At the end of the day, they're still Villa, right? He's there's a lot lot of work to do. Um, but you know, it's. The, I mean, is Coutinho fit? Please tell me Coutinho's fit. Coutinho's fit. Danny oh, Ings yeah. is fit. Mm -hmm. Stephen Jarrett is Mark, the manager. Mark, Martinez is not fit. 
Martinez. Yeah, he, he played the other day, though. Did I, he really? I thought he got injured. He yeah, that, that was the rumour that he got injured. Right. There were various accounts, various Villa accounts, but mm. posting that he was injured. But uh, he actually did play the other day okay. against Good. Burnley. But, so. but you know what, guys? If you had a set at the start of the season, you know what? We're going to... We'll give you, it's going to, you're going to be in every competition. You're going to win all the domestic cups and the league will be decided on the last day by Stevie G's Aston Villa going. And this is before he signed Coutinho, going with Philip Coutinho playing in midfield for Aston Villa (laughs) and Danny Ings playing up front. I'd be like, yes, uh, give me that. I want that because... You know what? If we win the league title and it's via Aston Villa getting a draw, and you know, like let's say it's a tight one nil, and in the ninetieth minute, Coutinho steps up and scores from from a dead ball, can you imagine? I think I'll just black out. I, honestly, I'd be on the floor <laughs> out cold. You know, what, what so will the referee be able to win it? You know, <laughs> there's only one thing better than winning the league is winning the league like that, right? That's like uh, that's just up in the universe type of amazement things that that could possibly come so i mean look it's it's going to be box office, box office no matter what happens you know uh i i don't think i could it, i'm quite happy with aston villa it's aston villa and also i think aston villa's form is better away over the course of the the entire season they're they're a better away team than anything it's all on them We've already won two cups. We're going to the Champions League final. Our coach is already booked. The bus is going around town. We're all having a great time. Liverpool fans are like chilled out. We're loving every minute of this. City, this is everything for City. If they don't get a result on that, they've got nothing. They're, they, they were embarrassed in the, in the Champions League again, and they've won nothing. And he spent a billion pounds. And so the pressure on them is immense. We are playing with no pressure because no matter what happens, we could lose 3-0 to Wolves on, on that day. And the, and our players would still get a standing ovation to a man, you know. And, you know, they walk around the pitch and we'd all be like, wow, you boys have given us such an adventure this season. Whereas City are playing for everything. They're playing for all the marbles. And if they if they just mess up even slightly and they give Steven Gerrard and Philip Coutinho and Danny Ings FC a sniff, they'll be all over it like white on rice. That's my feeling. I love it. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. That's excellent <laughs> stuff. And you're absolutely right. In terms of home form, I've got the home table and the away table from soccerstats.com in front of me. And Aston Villa's home form puts them 15th in the league in, in terms of home form and in terms of away form they're 10th in the league so yes brian you're you're giving me some hope here what about you nigel how's your your hope levels up or down i'm not so sure i heard when you heard you saying they lost to arsenal you'd want to be body snatched to be lose to arsenal like i mean god only they're useless <laughs> um, no, but that was I when they were on a good run of form yeah <laughs> not so sure there's such a thing with arsenal <laughs> I know they had a couple of good results, but they beat United. Let's I mean. call them by their proper name, Banter FC. Yeah. Banter FC. <laughs> Top banter. But, the, 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 like, I'd be expecting the three of us and the seven others to beat Arsenal, like if we went, if we put a team out. Eh? Um, I I just, I, I just, you know, I just, I, just, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd love to see something, Villa doing something, but I just can't see it. Honest to God, I just can't see it. You can't see it in any in a month of Sundays no. in in six no. months love, of Sundays. I'd lo- I'd love to see him getting a draw, but I just don't think so. I I just okay. I I'd, I would absolutely love it, but I just don't think I don't think the league will allow it. I've said it before. I I just cannot cannot see it. Fernandinho's getting sent off in the third minute, mate. 
straight red. But that's the thing, not with my <laughs> The only way that's happening is it gets a genie on the field or something. Oh wait. I mean that would be I mean I've 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 uh, yeah daydreamed about that very thing. In fact, for me, I was daydreaming about an Edison red card so that they'll have Zach Steffen in goal of three minutes. I mean that would be that would be pretty glorious. But uh, no the team in the last match, okay, because Conte is injured for them. So the team in their in their last match, Villa, was uh, against Burnley, one-one. Uh, it finished. It was Emmy Martinez in goal, Cash at right back, good player. Callum Chambers, not so good player. Tyron Mings, uh, hot and cold in the same game. Um, he could be, um, you know, he could be as you know a glorious uh, leaping salmon, and uh, you know a sort of you know, squash that little blobfish in the same match. Um, uh, Luca Dean at left back, and we know what a liability he can be in defence, although he's good in attack. Um, John McGinn, David Luiz, and Jacob Ramsey in midfield. I think that's a very good midfield. Yeah, uh, and Dia, excellent. Chuck Wilmaker and Ollie Watkins up front as a front three. And I think it would be Buendia... Um, and Coutinho starting, because Coutinho came off the bench. I think against City, he'll play Buendia, Coutinho, and either Watkins or Ings. And, and Danny Ings has previous against Manchester City. I remember at their stadium, at City Stadium, for Burnley, him scoring a winner many moons ago. I think Pellegrini was the manager of City. And that was when I watched it, and I was like, who is this player? Before we signed him, of course. And when he was just a whippersnapper some five, six, seven years ago. But he's got previous, and that's good. Uh, and I think that's a decent team, because all we need, all we need is a Ludek Miklosko moment. And for those of you who don't remember Ludek Miklosko, uh, let me take, take you back to circa 1995, when Blackburn Rovers were something like two points clear at the top of the table, uh, Manchester United were in second. It was something like that. For, correct me if I'm wrong. But um, so Blackburn Rovers needed to uh, beat Liverpool or at least avoid defeat if 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 Manchester United didn't win. Basically, Manchester United had to win to have any chance of winning the league. And um, Blackburn lost against Liverpool. Ian Rush scored. I remember, I think, Jamie Redknapp scored perhaps uh, a goal as well. And it was 2-1 to Liverpool. And on the other game, concurrently, Manchester United were not just peppering the, the West Ham goal with shots. They were pepper spraying the West Ham goal with shots. And defenders were falling over West Ham defenders. They were blinded. They couldn't see. They were staggering around, bumping into each other, groping in the dark. But one man, Ludek Miklosko, had one of the greatest goalkeeping performances this side of, uh, what's his name, that, that Russian guy, the cat. That's our, yeah, uh, Dasayev or... Uh... Lev Yashin. Lev Yashin, that's the one I was thinking of. Yes, this side of Lev Yashin's uh, career, when he was he was absolutely everywhere. He must have saved 25 shots. Yeah, he did. He was yeah. unbelievable. And so Emi Martinez, that's what we want from him. Uh, injury or no injury, maybe with a broken collarbone like 
Jerry Burner, the 65 Cup final. That's what we want. We want to, you know, we want a statue of Divock and we want a statue of Emmy Martinez outside Anfield come September. Um, I, I mean, it, we're bringing it round. We're bringing it round in a circle. Um, <clears throat> this is something that I just don't think will happen. There are loads of dream scenarios. There are dream scenarios where we take off and we take our clothes off in a fit of passion and madness and we and we start running we start sounds running. like a nightmare Phil Coutinho's <laughs> banged one in and yes absolutely a nightmare a nightmare for the neighbors nightmare for the onlookers but I'd be happy god damn it and I'd start running I'm in Spain it's, it's 32 degrees outside I don't care I'm running I'm running for the I beach can see it now. when I get to the beach <laughs> I, I can see you I'm running I'm just imagining I'm running. you're running with no clothes on. I'm running on the sea. Exactly. Well, there, there you go. Congratulations, Brian. Congratulations. Good luck. <laughs> and so I'm running on the sea. I'm running towards the sea. I'm running. I'm splashing around in the shallow end of the sea. And uh, I'm running into the cafe. I'm hugging all the waiters. I'm hugging all the waiters. I'm saying, hola, Kittel. I'm, 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 I'm trying to make friends. I'm deliriously happy. There is that dream. But there's also... I think the much more realistic thing, which is when City will spank Villa 4 0, yeah. and we'll be like, Pfft. but anyway, we've always got Paris. We will always have Paris. Well, uh, Owen, I but, just have to say, I just have to say, I can see the headlines now in Marca Naked Hugging <laughs> Man Arrested. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. Local arrested in uh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was just happy, says tourist. Uh yes. Um uh, yes. cop. <laughs> I'll pretend I understand. But yes, absolutely. Uh, okay. Brian, Brian, what's a I, so, Brian, your 33% chance that you've given us at the start of this episode has, has now yeah. gone up or gone down? Yeah, it's gone up. It's 50-50 now, I think. Yeah, 50, I'm feeling 50. better. Now, yeah. what, you, what would you do if, if Liverpool actually do pull off the incredible? Um, you know, I thought about this recently. You know, what does it mean to be a football fan? Why do we do this? And it's the moments directly after it's finished when you just take a deep breath you look to your mate wherever you are and you just hug each other. Or, you know, if you're lucky to have a mate there or if you're not, you know, you're watching it on your own. Maybe you point up to the sky, to to the, the people you used to watch it with. It's just it's like, why do we do this crazy stuff? You know, why do we follow football teams? We do it for the emotion, for the ride, for the for the magic, you know, and uh, and uh, and we're really we're really lucky. I mean, in many ways, Liverpool reminds me of being an Irish fan, you know, being an Ireland fan. You know, we just love it. We just enjoy the ride. We love we enjoy the crack. Yeah. And we've got good yeah. reasons to enjoy the crack. But I think Liverpool are in that space now as well, where we we we, we, we enjoy the ride. We enjoy the football. We enjoy the emotion. We have the best fan fan culture in the world, uh, you know, and definitely there's very few teams that can say that they're connected to their fans the way Liverpool is connected to our fan, the fan channels, this channel. Um, it's so much more than a football game, you know, and uh, and and we we just lap it all up. And I think this particular season and, you know, with this manager and these these players, I mean, what it doesn't matter what happens, you know, we know. Every time our, our team go out there, they'll give it their best, you know, and they'll, and they'll put on a show. And it's very rare that we see anything other than that. 
and if if we manage to get it and it, and City managed to get it, then it'll be just another delirious poetic moment in watching like these the most the amount of magic moments I've had over the last twenty years. I mean, I've been following Liverpool for a while, but particularly the last twenty years. You know, the crazy only only Liverpool does these things, these games that we're not supposed to win, these, you know, four threes, you know, the goalkeeper coming up and heading the ball into the corner, into the back of the net, you know, to make sure we have got Champions League football. It's endless. If there was ever a team that could pull off something crazy like this, it's Liverpool. So, you know, don't uh, don't uh, don't get too uh, sensible. Football is not about being sensible. Football is about <laughs> dreaming. You know. <laughs> so excellent, excellent. let's uh, let's uh, let's enjoy it, huh? Excellent. Yeah, dream on. Absolutely dream superb answers. Superb answer. What about you, Nigel? To to you know to 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 end you know to finish us off. Are you? You know, no, are I you finished. dreaming with the with the Technicolor dream coat on? What, what, yeah, one hundred and ten percent will win it. 110% will win in the league. Let's be optimistic. Okay, you've got it. Okay, you've gone for the same <laughs> chance. You've got yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. No, me no, too. No, 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 no. Go, go, go. Always try to be optimistic. <laughs> what Brian was talking about there is the, 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 the fan culture. Um, the night we played Barcelona, uh, about 10 or 15 minutes after the final whistle, I tried to call one of my friends, one of my best mates. Um, and when he answered the phone, I started crying. I couldn't stop for about 20 minutes. I had to, I had to I think, I eventually said to him, look, I'll ring you back in a few minutes. And I couldn't stop. And I did ring him back later. It was just, it's, it's that, that's, that's Liverpool for you. Um, you never know. We don't do things easy. <laughs> and just, it's, it's one of those, that could be one of those days tomorrow. Hopefully. It could be. It could be. That's a beautiful answer. And it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful way to end because it's, yeah. uh, you know, there, there was a, one of the commentators in the Man City Real Madrid um, <clears throat> Real Madrid game. Uh, we haven't actually talked about their form. It's surprisingly patchy. That's another reason why we can dream. If you look at their recent form, we didn't have time to talk about it. But the commentator um, in City Real Madrid, they called Real Madrid a miracle club. And they are in Spain. If you look at their, if you look at some of their mad results that they've had over the years, although they were started by a fascist, and a lot of their uh, European Cup, Cup Cup triumphs don't count because of that. Um, the the uh, you know they have had some miraculous and weird games, and we are definitely that as well. So we're a miracle club going against a you know I mean City they had the Aguero moment, but I mean apart from that. They've been mainly failures, you know, mainly for the for the for the amount of money they have. So yeah. miracles can happen. It, they can happen. We're going to keep believing in them. Yeah. Uh, that miracle, that miracle penalty shootout when they won the third division. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly, exactly yeah. against Gillingham or whatever. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, is there anything we've missed? Is there anything we'd like to add? Not really. Anybody? No. The cup, the cup Not final, which we can do that another day. Well, we're going to, yeah, next week on Cop On, keep listening because I've got uh, several preview episodes coming up. Uh, I've, I've, I've organised some things. We're going to have some exciting things coming your way. Um, thanks to absolutely all of you who were listening. I know you're listening uh, around the world, uh, Liverpool fans everywhere. Uh, and it's just an absolute joy to bring Cop On to you. And thank you so much. To Nigel, thank you so much. To Brian, it's been really nice, guys. Thank you very much. You'll never walk alone. Miracles can happen. Dreams can come true. Let's Keep dreaming. <laughs>